Good morning. I'm so excited. I love stories from like the bottom of my heart. It's so exciting. I'm amped. Anyone else who's been into stories and likes stories, give me like a woot. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's awesome. Anyways, um, if you guys are first time here, man, I'm super excited that you are. It's a really cool Sunday to be here, a special Sunday for us at Acts. Um, at Acts Church, this is kind of what we believe. We believe that um, everyone has a story. It's actually one of our core values. We have 13 core values, and it kind of shapes um, the ethos of our ministry, how we do what we do. And um, one of them is that everyone has a story. And what that means is that we understand that everyone has experiences, stuff that's happened in their life from the very beginning that kind of shapes how their how their life looks, how they interpret things, how they learn things, everything. And these these details come together to really make their their story. And we not only, I mean, appreciate that, but we enjoy it as as, as Acts Church. Our whole thing is we, we love to hear and to understand what your, your stories are. We particularly love stories because this. A story gives you insight into what a person really is, what's happened in their life, how they see things. When you get to hear them tell their, their story, you kind of get a glimpse into who they really are, past the, the veneer or whatever it is they might present to you. But when you really hear their story, you see so much more that's below the surface. And that's why we like it so much. Jesus has an amazing way of taking our stories and then transforming them into something that's absolutely miraculous. It says this in Jeremiah 29, 11. I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out, plans to take care of you, not to abandon you, plans to give you the future you hope for. These stories that we're going to watch today are, are real stories of real people inside of Acts Church. Not actors, none of the stories have been embellished, nothing's been changed. This is the real life stories of people that are right here inside of our community and what's happened. And I think that hopefully what you'll see throughout um, these stories from beginning to end is this. The question we always pose with stories is this. What happens when we give God a chance to do something in our lives? And I think these stories answer it quite well. So join with me and watch them. Charlie's story. Charlie's probably the best and worst Christmas present I've ever got. <laughs> no, but I love I love my dog. He's um, Charlie has his own stocking at Christmas time. He goes upon the fireplace. Charlie gets Christmas presents just like everybody else does. <laughs> He's definitely a part of the family. I don't think that there's a single person that uh, doesn't love Charlie. To know Charlie is to love Charlie. Charlie's like Jesus. <laughs> Charlie and Jesus have a lot in common. To know Jesus is to love him. <laughs> to know Charlie is to love him. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm Sarah from Channel 5 News, and you're watching. <laughs> um, well, I've known Amy uh, Piantek since I was a senior in high school. And we've been besties ever since, and she was telling me about the church, so pretty much I came just to hang out with Amy. I was raised Catholic, and so it was just like a religion thing. It was just something that you did, and so there was always that, that knowledge of who God was, but it was never like something that we acted out. It was just something you heard about on Sundays and stories you heard, but there was no like talk for relationship and stuff. 
I'd actually gone to a couple different churches. I moved like when I went away to school and stuff, and I was part of different churches um, when I was away at school. But like any time I would ever try to be involved with something, they'd be like, "No, no, it's okay, we got it." Because I've always like been interested in helping out with kids since I babysit so much, and so I'd always try to like help in the kids' areas and whatever. And they'd be like, "Oh no, it's okay, you can just um, stay upstairs. We don't really need your help." I wasn't doing anything. It was just totally a Sunday morning thing. There was nothing outside or nothing to be a part of. And I think that was the biggest thing for me, what changed from previous churches to like coming to Acts is like when I'm living it out every day and there's something to do all the time and something to get involved in, it makes it a lot easier to really live out your faith and show that. Um, well, I started um, working in the kids area, which is probably one of my favorites. I'm down there a couple times a month and I get to hang out with the kids and eat their snacks, so that's pretty cool. I've helped out with Kids Art Day. I think that was one of my favorites just because you really did get to like hang out with the kids and stuff and it wasn't chaotic, it was just calm and you got to talk to parents and talk to kids and it was just really a fun day. So I think that was one of my favorite events that I've helped with. So that's what I would tell people is to really get plugged in and everything. Um, that I think like, I mean even when I first started coming to X, I was really like living everything out. I still had a few um, things in my life and then there just came, it was after um, you did Holy Spirit Chainbreaker and that I realized that there were a couple things that I needed to get rid of that I couldn't really do on my own. There were definitely some bad habits that I had had and um, partied a little bit in school and stuff and it was like one of those things where one day I just realized that I couldn't keep doing that anymore and I couldn't live like a double life. Like if I was going to get serious about my faith then what I was on Sunday mornings had to be what I was going to be all day every day. And so I kind of just asked God to help me because I knew I couldn't do it on my own and I knew I would keep falling back on those habits and with those friends and in the same behaviors if I didn't get him to help. And literally in a day, it was changed. Wow. What I love about Jesus is pretty much everything. I don't think you can really pick one thing. He's like your best friend and... He's like your confidant. You can just be like, oh man, I did this. And things you wouldn't want to share with anybody else, you know, he's there for you and all times. And he ever like forgets about you. And knowing that there's someone who cares about you and loves you so much that it just, how can you not be happy? Like it does change you from the inside and it makes you happy that you have that relationship with somebody, somebody you can always count on and somebody who always has your best interest in mind. It's never too late. Like obviously I wasn't raised a Christian and I had some hardships, but like it's never too late. So pretty much no matter like what you go through and stuff, like it's never too late to turn it around and you can always ask for forgiveness. I'm James Duncan. I live in Mendota, Illinois. Uh, it's a 56 Willys wagon with a 226 Super Hurricane. Uh, I've been actually working on it off and on for like 10 years, but the last couple of years I've actually gained a lot of progress. Before it was on its body and frame and everything else, now I got its frame sitting by itself. Got the body off, working on trying to get all the paint off. And then uh, having the motor worked on too, so. It's a, a tribute to my grandfather, Paul. It was actually his vehicle, and uh, 
There's a lot of stories behind it that there was, uh, he used to haul coal up and down the mountains in Virginia with it, get everybody cold to keep everybody warm for in the winter. So now I'm just trying to make it what he wanted it to be and what I wanted it to be. I had a very eventful year this year because I started off not really being a Christian and then I became a Christian going through Acts. Uh, I got married that I said I was never going to do, but I did, and I'm not regretting it at all. The reason I fell in, into the thing of uh, X is because I've been working on the willies, like I said, and John Graber, who's not a mechanic, which I've known for years because he helped work on some of my dad's stuff, he started working on my motor, and then we just started sitting and talking. Talking to him, he says, well, we're starting a new series at my church that uh, is about relationships. Basically, when I first started dating Julie, well, three years ago, a little over now, almost four, I originally told her or whatever, and I've been telling her ever since that, I, well, I am not the marrying kind. If you want to get married, let me know, and I'll help you find the right guy. John says, like, well, only here, this is about relationships. He didn't tell me it was about marriage. He said it was about relationships. So he did a good sales pitch on that one. If I didn't show up, I might not be married today. We did the Once Upon a Marriage series, and then did that and started following uh, the Bible, and it's like, you know, it's about time. I can do it. Yeah, that series helped out a lot, and then I uh, re-picked up the new, I picked up uh, the New Living Testament, which before I read the uh, King James Version, and that actually mellowed everything out to understand. It's like, you know what, and yeah, that's what I should be doing, that's what God's calling me to do. It's like, she's the one. My buddies, they did the normal stuff. It's like, are you sure you want to do this? It's like, yeah, I'm sure, you know. And then we ended up doing a thing called The First Look, which I stayed away and never saw her until that, and it was before the wedding just for picture time. And when I turned around, wow, she was, like, beautiful and all lit up. That is Julie. She's my better half. And one of the best days of my life. I really never attended church, but we woke up early the first time and went, and I've been going ever since. I used to sin all the time before I became a Christian, and I kind of had the mentality that, well, Jesus died for our sins, so might as well make it worth it for him, you know. But I joined, I started going to Alpha. Alpha helped me out a lot. That answered a lot of the questions I needed with that. Probably during Alpha, a couple of weeks before the end of it, I decided, and then it's like, I didn't fully decide until actually on Easter, which I thought was significant anyway. So that's when I decided I'd fully refledge my life to Jesus after that. It was Easter Sunday. So I went up to the front with Cameron. He prayed with me, and yep, this is it. That was the day. God has understanding for me, and He does forgive your sins. Uh, what I say, I have to say the most I love about Jesus is just His understanding and the joy He brings to me when I uh, help do stuff for other people. I went full circle from doing nothing really in my life to a very eventful life. So came to Acts in March, got saved in April, baptized in May, married in July, led a subgroup in September. Wow, March. 
Maybe that ought to be my opening. <laughs> That'd be a good opening. So I'm Angie Hallblood, and I'm 34 years old, and I'm happily married to Steve. Um, we have two boys, Grant and Evan, and um, little known known fact to some is that I'm a grandma <laughs> to two, and one more on the way. Um, I have a stepdaughter in her 20s who's married, so we have two grandchildren and one more on the way that we're excited about. And I'm a businesswoman, and... Um, just recently, within the last year, fell in love with Jesus. I think my whole world is changing. <laughs> Hard to put it into words sometimes, I guess, just, um, but things that would excite me before no longer do, and things that I would have never done before. I would have never picked up the Bible and read. I've tried to do it in the past, and I, because I've seen that other people were interested with it, and I tried to pick it up and read it in the past, and um, it wasn't happening. It wasn't sinking in, I wasn't getting it. Now, since I've been saved as an adult and um, baptized, it's unbelievable what I get out of it now. Like, it completely speaks to me on so many levels. Um, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> um, every other Wednesday, we're meeting for the Women's Live and Learn subgroup, and this week, um, Deb asked me if I would... Um, teach for it, so I was honored enough to take over this week and teach. Did you ever thought you'd be teaching a Bible study? Absolutely not. <laughs> I never would have thought I'd be teaching a Bible study, no. And I bet if you asked a hundred of my closest friends and family, they'd have never thought it. You know, I never had any like major hardships. I have no sad story. You know, it's just it. He wanted me, and it was my time. Well, we never had religion growing up. I mean, if we went to church with grandparents, we went to church with grandparents. Um, always had a desire, especially after I was married, um, wanted to learn it and understand it, I, like had a thirst for the knowledge of it, um, definitely wanted my kids to know it because I didn't know it, um, and at least be able to make the choice for themselves, what their beliefs were and where they were going with it. There was so many choices that people wanted to make for me, like baptizing my kids when they were little, that um, I did to satisfy everyone else, but not be really because I understood it. You know, for so many people, like, um, you know, of course your wedding day is the best day and your kids being born is the best day, but ultimately, um, <laughs> you know, the day I heard the voice pray for their salvation was the ultimate day. Stop. <laughs> Recollect. You know, I'd been praying for a few years just to, like, lead us to the church. Just casual things would pop it into my mind. Maybe it was um, somebody posting scripture on Facebook that would be like, oh, okay. And then there'd be, like, a gap, and I wouldn't think much about it. Just kept praying, you know, and all the pieces just kept coming together, whether it was from, you know, the Mega Drop and seeing, like, you know, different people's posts on Facebook about the Mega Drop. A friend of mine was telling me, there's a church in LaSalle who has... Um, it's all casual. You can wear jeans, and they're just real people who talk about Jesus. And I was like, oh, that's what I want. And all the pieces just kept coming to Acts, you know, and I Googled it. Churches in LaSalle that, um, that casual clothing, and immediately Acts came up. So then I explored the website. And honestly, for probably about three days straight, I think I watched every single podcast. 
instantly the day that, that I went into Acts on that Easter Sunday and you had, you had asked everyone to bow their heads. It, it was instant. Like, I didn't even do it. Like, my head raised on its own. Like, it was time. Grant did the same day as me, I remember. Yeah. And then um, I believe Steve was the weekend after. And um, Evan was the first communion. I remember walking downstairs and Gina told me. So within a month or so of all of us, all four of us asking for salvation, then that we were all baptized as a family. I tell my mom, like, no, we have not joined a call. We have not gone to the other side. You know, we're just completely in love. Um, we went home from Alpha one night, and I remember telling Steve, I get it now. Things that used to charge me before, you know, um, I'm a manager for a billing system, you know, for, you know, the eighth largest um, telecommunications company in the United States. and. It's a huge position, but it's nothing. It gives me no, I love my job, but it gives me no satisfaction over what I'm learning and discovering here. You know, those are the types of things that, um, that I'm in love with. So knowing now I'm so much more relaxed, knowing that I'm not in control. Um, you know, he's deciding on his will, my destiny, I guess. And, uh, that is a relief in itself. Like, I'm so much more mellow knowing, you know, that these steps that I'm going through in life are all for him. It excites me to see where, where we're going with this, where he's taking me next, because this has been such an awesome journey now that I just can't even fathom where we're going with this, you know? And that's, that's what's exciting. Well, we met when we were both, like, I was in my senior year of high school, and so we met, and then I got pregnant a few months later, and then um, we both decided that we wanted to get married, and so we got married on Valentine's Day of 2006, and so that was crazy because we were both just 18, and then I we had Landon, and just that was pretty stressful being so young and it had been like rocky from the very beginning. I mean, we were married at 18. The holidays last year were really bad. Um, I felt like every time I tried to get like stronger and closer to God, um, Ryan would kind of like bring me down and like like not really purposely work against me but like definite spiritual warfare when I would get like real serious about um, my Bible and stuff and like it, he would just bring me right back down and um, that's why like we did X Church. I was pretty much just running away from God at that point in my life and um, Sarah was really pushing me to become the man I'm supposed to be and um, I didn't like that and so we were getting in fights all the time and um, 
I moved out. <laughs> no one really knew, except for maybe like my mom. A few people only knew, close people. And then he did move out for a few weeks. When, when I moved out, um, my wife also kind of shied away from God too. And seeing her without, without God really showed me what he's done in her life. And that, I don't ever want to go back to that time again. I just shut down and like, I was kind of like scared to pray. Like, I just felt like I was unworthy and like too far away and like, because I had said like, I told Ryan like really hurtful things that I didn't mean and like, I, we both did. We both were like, just really mean and I was just scared and so I just shut down. The life group was really good. That really helped a lot. You know, because like when you're in it, stuff isn't always as it seems and when like you get an outside like godly perspective, it will, I mean like they're looking the right way, so that like helped me a lot. I remember like praying one night and like just like praying and like fasting and like God just told me that like Ryan will come in his own time. like. It was just that in my time, like, it will come. I didn't want to be 24 and divorced with two kids and having to work my butt off. Um, I wanted us to be a family, and so when he came back, I was like, okay, um, I need to get my crap together, pretty much. Before, really, all I wanted to do was um, hang out with my friends, um, party, play games. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like an overnight thing, but it was a, it was a process. It was during Alpha that I, that I was like, yeah, he's really out there, and I I'm ready to be a follower. I was coming home from Alpha one night, and I was like, Lord, I know you're real, and I know you're out there but I just really need you to show yourself to me. So I was driving home and I just, I just asked him for, <laughs> I just asked him for all the lights to be green. And I didn't, I, I knew that he could do it. It wasn't a big, anything big. So as I was coming into Peru, I just started, I didn't even let up off the gas. And um, it really amazed me that all the lights were green all the way home. <laughs> I never hit all green lights. He was like reading his Bible and like he had tons of verses and stuff and um, just his whole like general attitude was changed. He's got joy and he um, just even like seeing random strangers, he'll be like, oh hey, you know. Been amazing. <laughs> now I, I, I really want to focus on my family and uh, my my church. Love you guys. <laughs> um, and uh, just uh, I don't know. It's a whole new life, really. Just 
I, I don't really want anything that I wanted before. I... <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's crazy. I stopped getting drunk. I stopped cussing. <laughs> um, I quit smoking. Most of all, I just, uh, I try to find out, um, I try to love everybody and treat everybody the way I want to be treated as opposed to just um, putting them down all the time and making fun of them. My favorite thing about uh, a Jesus is his love for everybody. Um, it's, it's really hard to just love everybody and for somebody to actually be able to do that is pretty amazing. I really have felt that um, God is really calling us to do something, take some sort of step of faith, but I'm not really sure what yet. Trying to show people love, basically, which um, I know is huge with Ryan, like love, and um, and definitely raising godly children is huh, heavy with me. <laughs> Bringing them up right, it's a difficult task. We started praying together, so it's, <laughs> I don't even know, it's hard to explain, like, how strong your marriage actually is. Um, it was messy. <laughs> um, but I knew that we were meant to be together. Like, I knew that God created me, like, for Him to be His wife. So each of these people, I mean, as you can see, um, in this last year they had an experience, and the experience was with Jesus. Um, as you can see, kind of through these stories, each person had their story that started out, but then as, as Jesus became part of it, we saw their story deepen. We saw their story shape, and we saw it change and, and kind of turn into this beautiful um, thing in the end. In these stories, in only four stories, we see people starting a relationship with Jesus, an entire family believing and being baptized together, a marriage started, a marriage restored and deepened, people finding a church home, a place of ministry, people finding direction for their life. And only four stories that we looked at this morning. Romans 8.28 says this, We know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. We can be sure of this. If we involve God in our lives, if we involve God in our stories, they will become far more amazing than without him. And the question, like I said at the beginning of the service that we ask is this, what happens if you give God a chance to do something in our lives? But I'd make it more personal. And I say this morning, what would happen to you if you gave God the chance to do something in your life? Would it be the same? Would it change? Would your story deepen? Would it become more amazing? As far as I'm concerned, adding Jesus to a life is always the most amazing thing you can do to it. And I've watched story after story after story as people have let God into their lives. And then as their stories become these miraculous and amazing ones. Here's what I want for you to do today. If you just bow your heads with me for one second, close your eyes. And this is just to give everyone you know, some courtesy around you. But all I want you to do is this. 
And this is no profession of faith or nothing like that. But if this morning you say this, listen. If God's real, I want him to do something in my life. And in fact, I want to give him permission to do something in my life. And what I want you to do is if that's you this morning and you say, you know what, I want God in my story. I want to see what it would do. You don't have to open your eyes. Just keep your eyes closed. Just raise your hand above your head. No one else is looking around. It's just between you and God right now. And if it's you, just raise your hand up. And then what I want you to do is I want to just pray this prayer with you. And it's really simple, okay? And you just repeat it inside of your heart. You don't have to say it out loud. It just goes like this, okay? Lord Jesus, if you're real, I ask you to do something in my life. In fact, I give you permission to do something in my life. Show me that you're real. I want you in my story. All right, you guys can put your hands down, raise your head, raise your eyes up. I want to thank you guys for being here so much and getting to share this awesome experience of stories with us. I'd encourage you guys to come back, check us out again on another Sunday. This is kind of an interesting one for us. Come back next week, get to talk. If any of you ever at a place where you say, listen, um, I, I don't have a relationship with Jesus and I need to, I need to start one. Um, I'm always here. My mother's always here to talk to you. If any of you ever need prayer requests for your own life, um, we're here as well after service. But I want to thank you guys for being here and uh, send you on your way. Go out this week, change the world. Make sure to sign up if you're going to help us with the events coming up. Otherwise, I will see you guys next Sunday.